0: Who remembers the last one? We didn't have last month because of, it was our transformation weekend with Katie and Aaron and stuff here. Who remembers the one before that? Come on. Two people. Three people, four people. Can you remember what we did? Some different people spoke. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, that's good Neil. I just got, I got that. Because We have testimonies that we want to hear of what God has been doing in your life, um, which is awesome. But we also want to, you know, if God's been speaking to you about something, you know, to be able to... We demonstrated last time that you can come and you can share that um, in a short way that is a blessing to other people. And, you know, and likewise, if you have any prophetic words um, that which we then minister with um, this morning, then that's open as well. So it's part of body ministry. Amen. So who's going for May? May's already got a hand up. Yeah? That's fine.
1: Sorry, I was just distracted there for a second. Um, Trev's nudging me, going, "It's you, May. Go up there." <laughs> um, good morning, everyone. Um, very early this morning, I was in a half-asleep waking stage and um, sometimes I get words from the Lord at that stage and um, I actually got a word um, and I saw um, someone actually... Um, you know, we, when an architect um, is building a, a building, he um, actually starts with a, a model of it and I just saw someone is, has a model of something for the future that they have got a, it's like a blueprint that the Lord has given to you. It's like something that the Lord has put on your heart, but it's like you're stuck as to how to um, have it become real, the reality of it. And I just believe there's someone or some, some ones here who actually have got a, um, have got, have got something that they've got in their mind that the Lord has given to them but they don't know how to step into the next start part of it. And the person I was actually, um, who was in my um, half dream, half vision, was actually Patabel. Um, so if you'd like to just come up, I'd like to pray for you. And I actually saw you with this model in front of you and you were designing this model. And there were still bits there that still had to be worked on, but it was like, now what? I've got it there, I know what it looks like, but now what? And and I just feel this, there may be some others here too, so if you feel that you, um, I would really love to pray for you if that's okay. Thank you, thank you Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for Paterbell, and I thank you, Father God, that in the in the very early mornings god that you've put her on my heart and um i thank you father god that um this new stage this new um thing that she's walking into father god that you've um, given her a blueprint and um that you've given her um uh um the 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 next part father god i just thank you that you just give her that um open door of favor father god that she can walk into it that you will clear the way for her father god and i just speak release right now in jesus name that jesus it won't just be a model in front of her god but it will be the reality of what you have for her and i see that it is lush it is um it is um it is it is uh a lush place with a river flowing through it so i thank you father god that um, that this is holy spirit direction for her father god and i thank you lord that you just bring it into reality and that jesus she can just rest in you know that knowing that you are going to um, open those doors of favor so we just break off anything any fear or anxiety that might be on her Lord God and we just break that off her father that she will be able to just rest in you knowing those doors of favour be upon her right now in Jesus name and that she can step forward in the things of you God knowing that your hand is upon her directing your her paths in Jesus name thank you father Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful couple, Lord. I just thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. and Lord, I, I just thank you, God, that you have um, put a um, a plan, Father God, in their vision, Father God, that um, a direction, Father, maybe some parts of it may not be um, fully uh, clear to them, Father, but I thank you, Jesus, that you have a plan. And I just see, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will guide them and direct them as they seek you with their whole heart, Father, as they worship you, Jesus, as they seek with you jesus that lord god you will just direct their paths and lord that you will open the way open the way open those doors of favor upon them father god whether it's finances or lord whatever it is that they need god that you will guide them uh, to the f- and and that they as they step forward father god that they will see um, even more with clarity father god what it is that you're actually doing and what the purposes are for them father god in what you have for them father god so i thank you jesus that anything that may be trying to hinder them any doubts or any fears we just break that off them right now in jesus name and lord we thank you god Thank you, Jesus, for unity, Father God, oneness of mind, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, drawing them into the things of you, Father God, stepping into the things that you have for them, planned and purposed um, for them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just break off anything that is just, um, might even be pulling them um, backwards in Jesus' name. We release that in Jesus' name and that they can walk forward, Father God, in the things of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for release. I speak release. I speak release in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Bless you, bless you. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Deep calls to deep. I speak, Father God, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, what has um, what you've put in the deep, Father God, that you bring it forth into the light jesus that you bring a um those doors of favor upon a lord to release i thank you for that releasing and moving into and stepping into what you have for her so i thank you father i just break off anything that lord god um, any doubts or any fears and anxieties we just break that off her right now in jesus name Jesus, anything that she feels um, that um, maybe even that she might not even feel like she's quite ready for, for whatever reason, Lord. We just break that off in Jesus' name. Ho oh. We just break that off in jesus name the lord has got something for you you know what it is you know the plans and the purposes he has for you you've only got an inkling of what he oh what he has for you and i thank you jesus that anything that might stop her in her mind father god that um any lie of the enemy that might just come and speak speak inadequacies to her we break it off her in jesus name we release her father god into Walking into her, the plans and purposes you have for her, I thank you, Father God, for release in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I speak finances over her, Father God. I speak favor of fa- finances in Jesus' name. Oh, oh! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
2: This past week i've been having a lot of dreams and some of them are being quite ridiculous and i think what on earth was that about but this morning when we we're in worship the lord gave me the interpretation for what i thought was an absolutely stupid dream and i'd like to share it with you because it really touched my heart you have to understand my dream was related to where I work. So it's a little bit ridiculous, but this is the way it went. I dreamt that I'd been at a funeral service. At the end of the service, Dad said to me, you've got to take the coffin down to the crematorium on the back of a horse and dray. And I went, what? and they all left, and I was left by myself. And it was a long trip. It took hours and hours of plodding away to get down there. And when I got there, I phoned him up and I said, what do I do now? And he said, well, you can go into the cremator, take the saddle off the horse and unbridle it. And I shared it at work and we had a good laugh and everything. But the Lord really spoke to me this morning and said, I'm talking to you. He said, you have been dragging behind you something dead for a long time. And you've been pulling it around and it's held your back. And the Lord said to me, take off the saddle, take off the bridle and set it free. It just hit me. And I had another dream too. And Tim nailed it this morning when he called Robin and Chrissy out. Because they were in my dream. And what the words you spoke were exactly the same. Parents, mum and dad in the faith. And that Chrissy was a woman of God who was going to be a leader of women. And Chris and and Robin, what the Lord showed me with Robin, was he's a great encourager. Not only does he encourage you personally, but he takes you back to the word of God and says, this is why these things are going to happen in your life. Because God has ordained it, God has said it. And in my dream, Robin, God said, you've been sharing that in small groups, but he's going to enlarge it more and more and more. You're going to be a great encourager.
3: Thank you, I can. Good morning, everybody. I just want to uh, share you, with you, the Bible says that you shall declare a thing and it shall be established. I had um, cataract surgery a couple of weeks ago and um, at prayer uh, a couple of weeks later, Bruce said to me, He said, you shall have 20-20 vision. And he spoke it over me. And I went back to the specialist the other day and when she tested, she said, I've never seen eyes like this before. (laughs) She said, you've got 20-20 vision. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you. And also, I I have to uh, share for Eddie. He's not here because he's um, home in bed. He's been in the chair 26 years and his bottom's saying I've had enough so he's got to be on the bed. Um, But he wanted me to share about, you know, even though he's in that chair, it doesn't stop him from sharing the law wherever he goes. And uh, even the ladies now that come to shower him, they can be showering him and he's telling them about Jesus. (laughs) And uh, we've had some wonderful things happen. One lady that uh, was coming for quite a while, Sharon, just uh, happened, she found out she's Eddie's niece. And that was a blessing. And uh, she threw her arms around and she says, oh, Uncle Eddie," and she kissed him. <laughs> and it was such a blessing. And uh, then uh, the other day on Friday, the lady that came, uh, we were talking to her and, um, about the Lord, and, and she, we mentioned Bodes and she said, oh, I came from Bodes Desert." I said, did you? I said, what's your last name? She said, Zingelman. I said, oh, we know Christine and Louise Zingelman. They were in the church. the see, I see church up there. She said, that's my sister. And they're my sisters. And apparently she's backslidden and uh, her son keeps telling her, I want you to go to church, Mum. But she doesn't want to go. So I uh, sent on a message to Louise on Facebook and we got her back. Hallelujah, she said. This has got to be God. She said, I've been praying for her for years and years. She won't come back. Well, so we, we said, well, well, we'll be on her, on her case for sure. <laughs> so God bless.
4: I just lost my husband about a month ago and I thank God for that because um, where is she? <laughs> I was in the hospital and this lady walked out of the wards and she said oh I remember you, you was at church I said yeah and then I explained to her about my husband and she said I'll, I'll, pray, I'll pray for you and she prayed for me then she said I got in contact with the pastor and you know my husband, he died. We went up, went up there and then he he died within hours. The doctor said, come back, come back. So we went back to the hospital and he said, we've tested him and there's no life whatsoever in his brain. You know, we'll take off, um, take everything off him. And he asked us, you know, what do you want? Do you want him to, we can keep him alive with all this medication, but it's ve- the needles are very painful. We just said, let him go. He wouldn't want to live like that and we don't want him to live like that. So he hang on he hung on for three days and after a while all the family come and Sue um Sharia there, my girl, my daughter, granddaughter, her mum and dad come and Berta, my niece, and they said, Come on, let's pray. Remember he's dead. <laughs> Remember he's dead. So he goes over and one by one we prayed. We prayed. And I stood as as his wife and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command that you, I give him back to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, I don't want him to see him go, but I want him to be uh, on the river of Jordan when I cross. And I thank God for that because for three days, you know, three days the the hospital was black. There was 60 of us walking up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, (laughs) like. But the hospital, it was so great because my old man got moved to four beds, and they end up putting him in the biggest ward in the hospital. And when we went in, they were all gone. When he lost his first leg, he lost it on the granddaughter's 10th birthday. And where we ended up was the exact same room where she was born. And I said, oh, my God, God's working here. Hey, So we all think, and we prayed with him. And Calvin's big brother was in the corner. So we tracked him in there. <laughs> we wouldn't let him go. Eh? We wouldn't let him come out. And so we prayed. Hey, eh? we prayed. And for three days we walked around. Then after a while, his sister, two sisters, and his brother started ringing. You know, we sort of like thing. They said the kid said, "Put the phone to his ear. Put the phone to his ear." We yelled out, "Talk loud! Talk loud!" And and so they're talking. And the bigger sister she's saying, "Hey, it's bones." Bones, bones here, hey! And she said, um, "Bees," and he said, "Bees." You can't say Vera; he always says bees, and we all just went, ah, you know. And then he says, "says to her," Vera says to him, "Where's Bones?" He said, "Where Bones?" And they said, "He said, I want Bones. I'm Bones. I'm his wife, and my name is Bones to him. <laughs> and I thank God for that, you know. And we just went." And when we prayed, I said, God, out of his death, I want to see miracles. I want to see miracles, you know. And the miracles started coming before my daughter got six children. She hasn't seen her baby one for a year. Out of the blue, that child turned up. And there was no animosity. They just, first time in a year, I've seen my family I, in one accord and so full of love. And I said to her, Berta, miracle one, number one there, Berta B. She said, yeah, aunt. Hey, and then we went again hey, and we all taken in turns and talk, he started, his cousin Nathan come in and they're like thick as Steve's, they're like brothers and he started saying, come on Baz come on, let's go find some watermelons come you and I and Wiggy they were going to the paddock they parked the car out in the paddock and they went through and they stole them wow. <laughs> and Wiggy saying "No, nah, I'm not, he's saying, nah, I'm not going you fellas, you picked the biggest watermelons and I've got to carry them Hey, and and he's saying, yeah, 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 watermelon day, nothing, and everyone's going like this because they can hear him talk. Hey, and I thank God because he was there, and he come back, and the, the, for three days he held on, he held on, and they all kept saying he's waiting for somebody, he's waiting for somebody. His son was down in Sydney, and he's being muggle. That was stubborn, you know, stubborn, and he wouldn't come up because he's being. Um, you know, we <laughs> not close to us. we been down there, so we all started praying. And um, my daughter's my daughters there, the baby one, she's leaned over her father and the daughter-in-law's up here and the daughter-in-law is saying, say, Cal. That's his name, Calvin, too. Say, Cal. Say, Cal. And in the end, he said, Cal. And they are recording it. And after a while, they say, love you, Cal. And he said, love you. So... We took the photo and I, they sent it to me and, and I sent it down to Sydney, to my son. I said, Cal, I'm sending you something now. I said, turn it up as loud as possible and make it as big as, as, big as possible. And he turned it up. He, went, <laughs> he cracked up and he said, I'm coming. Nobody's staying. I'm not coming. I'm coming now. And you know what? When, when my husband died, hey, he sent us all away and only the three grandchildren, the one that he w- had his leg chopped on, but um, Sienna, the baby fella, Tommy, and um, Kira, we all went away to have a feed. And when we went away, hey, we'd be, this is the third day. All of a sudden, the little girl comes up Poppy, stop breathing, Poppy, stop breathing. Hey, but you know what? The doctor come and everything. But meanwhile, hey, when Calvin was there, Um, Susie kept saying sister I waited for everyone to go out and I just the frame was like that was too big so I went around it and I laid laid on my husband's chest talking to him I said you know Baba we've been together for 47 years hey and I said married for 44 I said we've had good times but they've been mostly bad and I thank God for that because God put us together to make me the stronger woman that I am and I said you know, I'm ready now. I, I'm ready. And I said, thank you for giving us this, this extra time so that we can grieve together as one. And I said, I'm ready. I said, I'm releasing you now. You can go. Sister-in-law was standing behind me, and I gave him a kiss. She said, bones. I said, yeah. She said, I don't know what you said, but she said the piece, his whole face changed, and his face went for peace, eh? Hey? And I thank God for that because that's what he wanted to hear, he wanted my appro- approval, because I always said, you're not going nowhere. We got 60 kids, and you're not leaving me alone with all these kids. You die, I'm gonna come and get, bring you back. <laughs> I said, not leaving me. As soon as I said, you're free to go, hey, he just, you felt like that. But the miracle was, my baby fella, Will, it hit him bad, he went, it went out and out and out. And it, you know, we could feel him. He just, he's already tried to hang himself once before, so we knew what was going on. And um, last week he says, Mum, I'm going now. He said, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm, I just got to get out of it. I said, OK. So early hours of the morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up. Hey, and straight away I sensed it. I said, OK. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm believing you for a divine miracle right now. Hey. Send the guardian angels around my boy there and put them that tight that no evil can become near him, father. And if he tries to hang himself, I said, you smash that rope into a million pieces so that super glue won't put it back together. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it next morning. He walked up to you. Like this. I said, What's wrong, Will? He said, I've got a sore throat. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, You want to go and mass this? Well, you got to bit the money. He said, No, mum. I said, Well, go and bring cow. I go and get chicken. He's a massive fella. He said, no, Mum. And he said, come help me hang the line, clothes on the line. I said, okay. And I'm walking down the, walking down the stairs. I said, he said, Mum, did you hear me? I said, what? He said, I tried try to hang myself. I said, eh? and <laughs> He said, the rope broke. I said, yeah, baby. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Jesus. I said, God, you heard my prayer and you put them guardian angels around him so that he couldn't do it. And I said, Will, you've got hundreds of people praying for you, so give up now because God's got a hold of you and he, I ain't going to let you go. And I thank God for that. <laughs>
0: It's almost like holy laughter breaking out here. What's going on? (laughs) Oh, dear. Amen. God is so good. Okay. Any more testimonies? Linda? Yep. So welcome, Linda. Hey. Yeah, welcome up.
5: Thanks for having me up here today. Um, my story is not as entertaining, <laughs> but um, we get the drift. God is always there for us, no matter what. Um I bought my tissues because I'll see how long I last. Um, my story is pretty ordinary. going to church you know because that's just what we did on a Sunday we went to church and um, I grew up and and ended up going to a youth club called Awana I don't know if any if anyone's heard of it um, learned Bible passages found some friends there and it was going great um, and at that stage I was I accepted the Lord into my heart and you know i was i was going along okay It wasn't until last year that i don't think i realized that i actually knew what god's love was you know all i wanted to do is get married and have kids and that's what happened And then last year, just before Christmas, um, I found something out. Um, And I was betrayed by the person close to me. And at that stage, I didn't think things could get any worse. But now I know that God is with me every step of the way. You're never alone. And... You know, I've, I've got a phone. I change the wallpaper on it very regularly. It's either my kids or my kids. And um, anyway, I had a verse on there. Isaiah 46.4. I'll read it out to you. And I was pondering what to do. I knew I had to move out because there was no remorse or anything. And this is what Isaiah says, even to your old age and grey hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. And for some reason, I just kept that on my phone for more than a few weeks, and I know that God was telling me something. He was going to rescue me out of that situation, and he did. I found a house after so many years of paying a mortgage off. I was renting on my own. I was worried about my kids. I was worried about my future. I was worried about their future. That God um, has a way of knowing what you need and He put people around me in the church and I had meals brought around, I had people talking to me, I had people comforting me and that's how God shows his love to me. I still worry about self, I still worry about my future, I still worry about the kids. But I have a peace that I can't explain and I know it's God. I came across um, just a a little bit in my Bible and it says shutting God out. The admonition to fear not is frequently repeated in scripture. Fear is described as bondage, torment and as now. Often the phrase, nor be dismayed, accompanies the command to fear not. Scripture offers a long list of things about which believers are not to worry about. Provision, enemies, other gods, death, armies and wars, reputations, evil days, children, the future sudden terror safety events beyond your control fearful thoughts words of others and suffering reasons are also given for not fearing you are his creation he fights for you you are loved he is your helper you are more valuable than the sparrows the reason given most often is god's presence You do not need to ask for God's presence. He's with you. You have his word on it. But you often need to ask for an awareness of his presence. This awareness is most often prompted by remembering his faithfulness in the past. I know that God's with me. And in amongst everything, this was the best thing to happen to me. Because I know that he's there and he's with you too.
0: brave, right? Eh? Yeah. um You know, this isn't the thing, isn't it? That the church is not a building, it's not bricks and mortar, it's people and it's family. And the word of God says to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep. And, you know, we go through stuff, but we stay together because that's, because we're family. Amen. Yeah. Trish, you got something?
6: My story is much lighter, much lighter. But I'm just so grateful for the, for the testimonies that have come forward this morning. But I've seen God's hand on something that happened in our life. Bruce has got no idea of what I'm going to say, he's probably holding his breath and it includes him. <laughs> so in lockdown earlier this year I was walking and I enjoy walking and I was watching a lot of people walk that don't normally walk and um, I come up Ferrymead Road and there was something over in a yard that's not normally there. and. Being who I am, I thought I'd just deviate a little bit and check out what it was. And it was, I guess some people would see it as a pile of junk on the side of the road. And I, I looked at it and I thought there's something, there's something that I, I, I there's something about this. So I, it was a lounge. I should throw that in. It was two seaters and a single, two single seaters. And, um, and they were in shocking condition, really poor, poor condition. That's why I sort of thought it had on the sign, free to good home. And I thought, totally need to do something about this. And I, and I felt really strongly, yes, I do. So I, went, I thought, Bruce will just wipe that thought right out of my mind when I get home, because I'll go home and I'll tell him about it and he'll say, don't be so stupid. So I went home and he said, let's go and have a look at it. So he came. It was falling apart. It was literally falling apart. It had layers and layers and layers and layers on it of old paint, and um, the double cedar was was on the ground. It had collapsed, but there was something about it, and I sat on it. It was very strong, and then we I went to lift it. It was very very heavy, <laughs> and I thought, what are we doing? But he said, you know, I reckon I reckon we can do something with this. I went, yes. So we took it home and um, I sort of thought, oh, what have we done? This is too big. This is just far too big. There's layers of paint. It's black. Like it's dark and it's ugly. And I watched Bruce in love, the love that he had for me, not for what he was doing, (laughs) but rub it back day after day after day, go through the layers, go through the layers, go through the layers of the paint, the old stuff. And underneath was the most beautiful timber you could ever imagine. It is beautiful. And it's got all all spindles on the front of it, which was so, 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 if anyone that's rubbed back old furniture knows, it was so, so hard to get all of that yuck off. It was yuck, there was so many layers. And I've watched what's happened while we've been restoring this lounge. God has done so much in me as we've done that. Because working together, it was, it was something when I just sort of thought how beautiful the timber was and then it was my job handed over to me to paint it. I'm not very patient at painting, but I thought I'm gonna do a really good job because I saw how much work Bruce had put into the rubbing back. He, he spent day after day after day in the sun. He said, I can't see it properly unless I've got it outside. So he took it out in the sun. God has just shown me so much through rubbing back that old piece of something that was chucked out. You know, we talked to the fellow who'd had it on his on his um, on his part on the pavement outside, and he said, you know what? He said, 37 years I've had that in my shed. 37 years, and that's not where it started. Because it was out on a junk heap in Sydney in Parramatta and my brother saw it and he saw something in it and he picked it up and he took it home. So he had it. Layers and layers and layers on this uh, of fabric. And um and I was <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> Why did we do it? And yet there was so much beauty in it. So as we started to work on it and as we painted it, it just, I, I just took my breath away. And when we walked back in the shed and saw how beautiful it was with the layers of paint on it, I, I got very excited and then very scared. I sort of, I don't really know what to do. it I've never recovered anything. It had all old springs in it and all that horse hairy stuff. And it was very, very old. We figure about 80 year old. And um, today, if you could see it, but what God, Showed me through it the layers and the layers and the layers is what he does. He sees the beauty in our lives. He sees us and he, other people might think that you're worthy for the scrap heap even. Twice that piece of furniture has been redeemed. He takes our lives and he knows what's good for us. And even when it's hard, even when it's hard for us, he's working on us and he's working it together for its good and I just, um, e- even even the fabric, I went to get the fabric and she said, oh, I've only got that much of that and I went, oh, great, um, that's not enough. So I had to get a second sort of fabric to do the, the, the arms of it and, you know, the other day I rolled it out and I, I said to Bruce, look at this. I rolled it out because I've held on, held on thinking, I can't get any more of this fabric and I don't know whether it's going to be enough. And there was six inches left over at the end of it. I thought, God, you have done this in our lives and you did it for a purpose. I just watched the depth of love from my husband, from me, in it. (laughs) It's just been so beautiful working on it. And I just thank God for the lessons of restoration. That word restoration, every time I think of it, I just thank Tim I thank God for giving that name to Tim because that's what he's doing in our lives, every one of us. There is not one of us that's useless. There's not one of us. He sees that value in us and he's working all things together for our good. And he will have a beautiful bride. He will have a spotless bride. He will have his children redeemed and restored to perfection. To live eternity with him, and I praise him for it.
0: Yeah, it's good. Good word. Really good. Anyone else? Woo. Blanche.
4: It's like a very small thing, but the Lord's been telling me I must must say about it. After falling and hurting my back, it was very stiff and sore. And on Friday, I wasn't feeling very well. But he did urge me to go to Friday night's meeting. And I went. And when I got home, I found my back had loosened up immensely. I never asked a prayer from anybody but it, it was wonderful. I was able to do a lot of things that hadn't been done, done before. And,
7: uh,
0: thank you. Petronella? Yeah? You know, one of the things I was thinking about, you know when you, like, share your faith with someone and, um, or you share about Jesus with someone and often their response is, oh, I've done too many bad things for God to love me. Have you ever had that? Yep, and you know, it's like um, the Bible is full of people that have been redeemed and restored. <laughs> look at the lineage of Jesus for a start, look at all the people that are in his lineage, it's like, whoo, you know, but sometimes I think Christians can feel that way too, you know, and, and God just, God knows, hey, Okay. Yes, yes. Not yes.
8: <laughs> Good morning, beautiful people. and Thank you for everyone pray for me. When this uh, uh, virus, you know, and I make my steak two times. Once I eat too much garlic, second time I put too much curry, and when I eat, that's, I have stomach pain. And I had to go to hospital. I'll anyway, doctor no find much. Uh, thank God when I come home, just, I stay with my daughter-in-law, my son look after me because afterwards, I, I felt like I, like, die. I don't like be here anymore. And I don't understand what's going on. I stay worry too much. I don't see myself worry. I'll just. Just uh, when I felt like that, I like go, die, No here. I, I said to myself, what, what's going on, Lord? What I done wrong, Lord? I talking to Lord like that. And when I go to my son and daughter-in-law, beautiful daughter-in-law, Leone, she give me book. And, and I start read Proverbs 12, 25. Said anxiety, depression. I don't understand what this means. I never have experienced my life. I don't understand this anxiety, depression. I don't know what this means. Anyway, when I read the scripture, touch my heart. I read my language. I never understood what this means. When I read English, maybe somebody read the scripture for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You
7: read
8: it, please. Anxiety in, it yeah, it seem, uh, ah. yeah. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad.
7: Yeah, that's touched touch my heart. I see...
8: Microphone.
7: Ah. Yay. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Is that the same one as uh, merry heart with Good Luck in Medicine, or I don't know?
8: When I read it, it touched my heart. I see myself, I'm worried. I know worried that sin. Oh, I start, Lord, forgive me, please, I'm worried. I'm not trusting you. That's, oh, boy, that's <laughs> touched my heart. Anyway, I go to doctor and she, she give me some tablets a little while. She be cut off these tablets and, and, that's my experience. I never had this experience all my life. Always healthy, no problem. And this time, really when this, this uh, virus come, that's, I felt like that. Oh, thank you, Lord, I'm free forever.
7: <laughs> I just want to add to that. I was going, will I, won't I? But I did feel God wanted me to share this and it's also to do with anxiety and depression. For a fair few years, I keep getting headaches and when I get headaches, it's not a one day headache, it's a three day headache and I don't like it and it hurts. And it's usually on the day when I'm trying to do a lot of computer work, which is definitely not my friend. And um, anyway, I've been to the doctor, I've had brain scans, I've been to the massage lady, I've been to the chiropractor, nothing. And then about two months ago, I woke up and I knew I had a lot to do and I woke up with the headache and I think, God, I can't do a headache. I've got too much to do. And he said, yeah, you're anxious. You've been thinking about it all night. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I wake up with my brain going, you've got to do and I have an agenda to terrify anybody and I often write it down as well but the bottom line is my brain never stops even when I'm asleep my brain never stops so I said okay God I've got anxiety I didn't realise that planning was anxiety Um, what do I do and he said he just gave me the first verse that I was ever given as a Christian and that's trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So like Petronella, I repented of the anxiety which I hadn't even identified that that's anxiety and the headache went. I went, what the heck? And a week later, mini Day, it's back and I said, okay, that verse spoke it back into being, gave God the day, got rid of the anxiety, the headache went. It continued for about a month. And then, uh, because I wasn't keeping up with the work, because actually maybe there's more than I can do, um, the work gave me a, a young lady to help me. And she was there and I had a lot that we had to do and I had a headache and it wouldn't go. And then I said to her, oh, I've got this rotten headache. And I said, I don't understand it because God gave me this. So I testified about the anxiety going and the headache going with when I would cast it onto the Lord. And then I realised that I'd only gone through the motions, another tick box. Okay, God, here's my anxiety. Now into the that. And that's not how God God really wants us to give it. And so I'm headache free. It's pretty awesome. And now I'm thinking my sleep, which is dreadful, is also anxiety based. So now I'm going to be going. Okay, start the evening <laughs> before I go to bed and give God my anxiety. So, that is.
0: What Music team, you want to start coming, coming up? We're
9: gonna, everyone's, yep. Yeah. Just um, a quick thing. A couple of weeks ago, we sang a song here called uh, called Oceans, and the line in it. And I've mentioned this to a lot of people. I mentioned it on the day. There's a line in that song that says, spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. That line hit me in the spirit like a sledgehammer and has been with me ever since. And I had to really look at where I am and what my walk is. And I have to say uncategorically that my trust has borders and I'd be surprised if there's anyone amongst us whose trust doesn't have borders. But for me it's given me a challenge, a challenge to work towards a place where there is no border on my trust, where I can simply accept all things of God as they are without putting the limitations of myself upon them. Um. It's a challenge for me and it may be a challenge for all of us but I ask the question, if that were the case, if we as the body of Christ had no borders on our trust, what would the church look like? What would Bundaberg look like? What would Queensland, what would Australia look like? the kingdom of heaven would be so great. Thank you. Are we
0: going to worship? Yeah. And hey, just thinking, you know, we want to continue to see, don't we? A culture established where the spirit of God can continue to move and can people continue to share and be ministered to, build up, strengthen and encourage, Amen. We want to continue to build family. You know, we want to continue to do a bit more of that rubbing. Strip back the layers to build even deeper and stronger relationships. Just we want to see a culture of discipleship because I think that's one of the big things that's missing in the church today. What does it really mean and what does it look like to really have a culture of discipleship where we live life together and we encourage people into the more God has and we walk with each other in that way you know but I'm convinced that as I've been praying the last couple of weeks as we look to 2021 that as I said I think I said a couple of weeks ago that there's going to be some doors opening to engage in ways in the community that we have not yet engaged that's why we need the culture of discipleship because it's not just about praying a prayer is it that's why we need to build family Because we need the broken people to come into a place where they can be restored. Yeah? And that's why we need to continue to see a culture where the Holy Spirit moves and operates. Because people don't need just a program, they need God. They need Jesus. Amen? So let's continue to take a step forward. And let's choose to worship.